Okay, guys, we on Daf Lamud Bet Amud Aleph, closest to the bottom, um, about fifteen lines from the bottom or so. But um, hopefully we'll finish the, this Amud and push through as far as we can to the next Amud. Okay, so we are talking about the different droshes that are learned out from uh, from uh, the psukim of the Okay. So the the Chaita Ego and, and different Psukim. So uh, if one missed it we have to go back, but we we're nearing the completion of those of those of the dross of the Psukim. So let's go. So it says Moshe when he was davening to Hashem for forgiveness for uh, for the sin of the golden calf, it says Zohol Avram Nitzakul Israel. Um remember Avram Nitzak in Israel and Yaakov. Avadech, your servants, Ashenish Batelhem Bach, that you promised Bach in you. My Bach, the Gemara says, what's Bach? What does it mean that Hashem promised by himself? And why is Moshe referring to it? So it says, Amar Rebbe Lazar, Amar Moshe, Livna Kodesh Baruchu, Rebbe Lazar says, um, Moshe said to Hashem, uh, Kodesh Baruchu, Ribonishola, Master of the World. If you would have made a, a vow um, based on the heavens and the earth, I would have said, um, just as the heavens and the earth will one day, according to this, uh, vanish. Eventually, the world and the heavens will, will be no longer. Then your vow to keep the Jewish people going then it would be nullified eventually. But you made a vow to the Jewish people that we would continue forever based on your name. Just as your great name exists and lives forever and ever, so too your vow exists forever and ever. So basically what that's saying is that Moshe in his davening for the Jewish people to for, for Hashem to forgive us, Hashem wanted to wipe us away and start a new Jewish people from Moshe. And Moshe says, no, you can't do that because um, the Jewish people that you promised to, Avram, Yitzhak and Yaakov, uh, was through your yourself, you, you kind of made a vow on yourself and you exist forever and therefore your promise exists forever and that's why you can't destroy the Jewish people um, but, and uh, you will you said to them you said to the Jewish people I will multiply your seed like the heavens like the stars of the heavens and all this land that are promised now this is, it took me some time to work out Pshatya, but uh, it's, uh, there's two parts to this sentence, if you look. It says that, the one is that, so Moshe is saying to Hashem, you said, I will, I will multiply their seed like the heavens, the stars of the heavens, and this land that I say. Now, hi Asher Amarti, this Asher Amarti that's going on, this land, Asher Amarta Mi Boile. It should be that you said, meaning it, it should be 
it should be in a way not about Hashem saying, but rather Moshe saying. Asher Amart, or rather, we don't see, not Moshe saying, but it should be that, uh, that, that the one thing is that I said, that Hashem said that He will multiply us, but we don't see explicitly um, that He promised apparently to give us this land. Um, um, so it's, it's a bit strange. So it says, So if you look at this, it says, until the, the first half is the words of the pupil. Hashem, Moshe is saying Hashem's words. He's saying that you, Hashem, you said, I will multiply their seeds like the heavens. Then the next part, is Hashem speaking. So it's Hashem agreeing with Moshe that he will give us this land that he spoke of. Both are the words of the student I Moshe. This is what Hashem says to Moshe. The words that you told me to tell the Jewish people, Bishmi, in my name, i.e. in Hashem's name, meaning Hashem didn't say it, Moshe said it in Hashem's name, Halachti, I did do that, I went, Vamarti lahem, Bishimcha, in your name. Achshav, mani omerlehem. Now, what am I going to say to them that they, uh, that I won't, um, that they won't eventually inherit the land of Israel? So basically, the, the first understanding is that Hashem responds to Moshe that he will give us the land. Um, the second understanding is that Moshe is saying, you didn't say it directly, but you told me to say that the Jewish people will inherit the land of Israel. And I've already told them. So you can't go back on it. And I was looking in the commentaries and it's that if a great Navi says something that will have to happen, even you know, even uh, even if conditions change to a certain degree, that ultimately would happen. So Moshe was saying to the Jew, to Hashem, "I've already told them it will happen, and therefore it has to happen, and therefore you have to forgive them and let them eventually inherit the land of Israel." Okay, again, these are psukim connected to Chaytago. Now this is also quite complicated and quite deep. So listen up. Um, the if you go now, this is talking about sorry, this is talking about not the chaita ego, but about um, the the chaita maraglim, where Hashem wanted again to wipe us out. Um, so Hashem Moshe says to Hashem, if you don't, if you wipe us out and you don't let us go into Eretz Israel, then the Jew, the non-Jews will say that you don't have the ability to conquer the 31 kings of Canaan. So you got us out of Egypt, and that was against Pharaoh. But when it comes to us ultimately going into Israel, you, the Pharaoh and the world are going to say that you killed us off because you weren't able to defeat the 31 kings. Um, so the question is, Milbati Yocholet Hashem that they will say that you you with you don't have 
that Hashem doesn't have the ability. So the pastor, the Gemara asks, Yachol Hashem Mi It should have said, not Yacholet, but Yachol, that Hashem can, or can't rather. They will say that Hashem cannot. He's unable to. What's this language of that he lacks the ability to? Um, Mi Boilei. Amar Rebi Lazar, Amar Moish Levina Baruch So this is what it means. Moshe says to Hashem, Master of the world, the nations of the world will say, that Hashem's power has been weakened like a female. And they are, and Hashem's not able to save us from the 31 kings, and therefore that's why he's killed us off in the desert. So therefore, it's for your sake that you should let the Jewish people survive and bring us into Israel. Um, so what's going on here? Yeah? Um, so Hashem responds to Moshe, But why would they say that? They've already seen the miracles and the wonders that I did for the Jewish people at the sea. Um, meaning they can see that I'm in control. They are going to say that you conquered one king, which is Pharaoh. But 31 kings, you wouldn't be able to withstand. And that's why you killed them. Now the word Yecholet, what's the difference? Yecholet suggests something feminine um, um, about Hashem. And they will say that that. Hashem became, so to speak, um, a weak like a woman. Now, the commentators explain something very deep here. And that is, if I understood it correctly, that um, Hashem, if Hashem, what Hashem wanted to show Pharaoh and the world when he, when he did all the miracles, was that he's completely in control. There's not many gods. There's one God in charge of everything. And if Pharaoh... Um, if the Jewish people wouldn't have been allowed to into Israel, they would have said that his power is limited. It's not over the whole world. It's only over Pharaoh. And it's not over the other 31 kings. So therefore, Hashem isn't all-encompassing. And therefore, just as he can only defeat one king, he might be only a god over certain things and not the entire world. Um, and that's what he, he became like. Instead of a, a, a man and a woman, which is all-encompassing power... He became like a female who was half the power, and that, so to speak, um, um, the feminine power, not the masculine power, and therefore he was lacking. And that's what um, uh, that was Moshe's argument that if you don't let the Jewish people go into Israel, they it will be a chilul Hashem because they'll say that you aren't all encompassing, and that's what in Yecholet Hashem, Hashem, the name Yudkei Vavkei means that. He's all-encompassing, all-controlling. And yet, the saying that he doesn't have power is an oxymoron. Um, so, so, because obviously Hashem is power. So that's, the answer is no. They'll say that he has limited power and not complete power. And that's where, and Hashem, we, we're going to see now, Hashem agreed with Moshe. Where do we see that Hashem actually went back, forgave the Jewish people, and agreed to Moshe, um, and this is what we say in our Slichot, Hashem says, I have 
forgiven like your words. Tani de Rebi Yishmal, Kedvarecha Atim, according, so it was taught in Rebi Yishmal's Yeshiva, according to your word, what does it mean? Umota Olam, the nations of the world, Lomar Kain, they would have said that if I wouldn't have uh, let the Jewish people in. Ashe Talmud Sharaba Moideloi, praiseworthy, is a student whose rabbi, whose teacher agrees with him. Um, so you see here the dialogue that I eventually Moshe got was able to convince Hashem, whatever that means. Vulam Chayani, what does it mean? But indeed, I live. Amarova uh, Rova says, Amarav Yitzchak, Melamet It's It says that Hashem said to Moshe, Moshe, Moshe Chichitani Bidvarecha. You have given me life through your words, meaning you have made me reconsider and I'm not going to do something that would have degraded me. You have given me life, continuous life amongst the world by not doing this Chilul Hashem that would have uh, uh, kind of shown the world that I could defeat one king but not 31 kings. That's what they would have thought. Obviously, it's not true. Okay, now, um, uh, now we're going back into the laws of Tefillah. And uh, uh, more on that. So let's see. Darash Rabbi Simlai Loilam Yasadar Adam Shvachoi Shalakodish Boruchu. A person should always organize and order the praises of Hashem. Vaachakach Yitpalal. And then he should daven. Where do we see that you should first praise Hashem and then daven? Minalan. Memoshe. From Moshe. Dichtevet Chanane Lashem Baitahi. Another example of Moshe davening, which we've seen in the case of the Chaita Egel and the Chaita Meraglim. It says here, And I begged, I davened to Hashem at that time. This is in, in Devarim, uh, in Parashat Vedchanan, where we read about how Hashem, Moshe davened to be allowed to enter Eretz Yisrael. And then before, after it says, in it describing how Hashem, Moshe davened to Hashem, it says, you have begun to show your servant at Godlacha your greatness, Vedyadcha Khazakan, your strong hand. Ashimi al Bashamaib, who is like you in the heavens, Uvaris in the land, Ashiyasekumasekhurazekha, who can do like your actions and your strengths. Ukhtiv Bertray, and then only after Moshe prays Hashem, Ebranavere Taaritatova, please let me cross over and see the good land. So what you see from here is that before Moshe davened uh, for a request, he first praised Hashem. And that's where we get one of the sources is that we should praise Hashem first and then ask. Um, And this is seen in, you know, in Piskei de Zimra, in saying Ashrei before um, uh, the Amida at at Mincha as well. Okay, now we're going to go into some fascinating uh, piece of Gomorrah. Um, which is uh, all different statements by one particular rabbi. And the siman, the sign, to help you remember them, is Mimasim Tzedakah Korban Kohen Tanit Men Al Barzal. Okay, and you'll see what all these words are connected to. So, Dav Lamad Bet Amud Bet. Amar Rebbe Mimasim Tovim. Great, greater is prayer more than good deeds. She'ein Lach Godol Bemasim Tovim Yot Mimoshe Rabbeinu. Because there wasn't somebody who did more good deeds than Moshe Rabbeinu. Afalpichai, nevertheless, lo nana ela betfila. Moshe was answered through his davening, not through his good deeds. Shneemar al tosif daber elai. 
So Moshe, Hashem says to Moshe, Do not continue to daven to me. And we see that then um, uh, he went up to the hill and got to see the land of Israel. So you see here that Moshe, um, well, if he would have continued davening, maybe he would have been answered. Um, um, and uh, or he, because he had davened, he, had, he was answered partially here. But you see that um, um, Moshe was, his, his power of filler was stronger even than his good deeds in this context. So even though good deeds are important, you should realize how important davening is. Um, uh, I'll give an example. I was unfortunately at a in a hospital where a baby was in a, an accident and we were all davening for the baby. And I remember of uh, Arbach, he came to daven and I, I say to, he was saying to him, and I said to him, should we say to him or should we like learn Torah for the merit of this child? And he says, no, we daven, we say to him. And uh, here's the source in a way that greater is davening than good actions um, in when it comes to asking for things. Another seven Rebbe Lazar, great, greater is fasting more than giving charity. My time, what's the reason? Because when you, when you fast, you, you give up your body to Hashem. Whereas with, with giving tzedakah, you give up your money. So that's, it's greater to give up your body. Greater is prayer more than the sacrifices. Because Hashem says, what, are, what is it to me, all these sacrifices? And it's written, And it's written after that, um, And you, you spread out your hands. So um, first thing he says, why do I need all the offerings? And then after says, and when you spread out your hands. So you see here that since Hashem rejected their offerings and then went out to discuss their prayers, we see that um, their prayer is greater than Korbanot. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan said, Any Kohen that kills somebody, He can't do Birkat Kohanim, you know that. And this is even by mistake. If a coin, unfortunately, kills somebody in a car accident, completely by mistake, um, um, he, uh, he's not able to do Birkat Konim. The pastor, how come? Because your hands are full of blood. Um, uh, and, uh, and therefore you can't uh, do Birkat Konim. Rabbi Laza says another statement from the... From the days that uh, the base of Migdash was destroyed, um, the gates of Tefillah have been closed. As the Pasuk says, um, also I will cry out and I will, I will shout out and supplicate Satam Tefillati, but he shuts out my prayer. Nevertheless, even though the gates of prayer are closed, the, the gates of tears are not um, blocked up. And we're not talking just about crying, we're talking about a tefillah, a prayer that comes so deeply from within that one lands up crying emotionally from the depths of one's heart when they daven. And there, there in, the, in, in light of those tefillot, they are not, the gates are never closed.
שנאמר את זה, שימה תפילתי השם, listen to my prayer השם ושבתי and my crying out hazina, אל דימתי אל תחרש. But it says that to my, um, to my uh, crying do not be silent. Now what it means is Hashem sees the crying, he saw it, but he mustn't be silent towards it. So you see here that um, uh, even though, he, um, so the, the tefillah he doesn't listen to, but when it comes to the crying, he does see. Um, and uh, the, we're asking that he listens to the prayer that's behind the crying, but he does see the crying even though he doesn't hear the prayer. Rava didn't decree a fast on a day with, which was very cloudy. He felt it was a, like a bad omen because it says you have covered yourself with a cloud so no prayer can go through. Um, uh, so he wouldn't, the day before he would an, uh, announce a private fast, not a public fast, he would, uh, if it was cloudy, he knew that it wasn't on a suspicious day for the for a fast because unfortunately it was a sign that Hashem was kind of blocking our tefillahs from going up. Rebbe Lazar said from the days that the base of Migdash was destroyed, um, a, a wall of iron has come between the Jewish people and their father in heaven. Um, and this is in, in Yechezkel. Um, it says that, and you, Yechezkel, should take a machavat barzel, like a, a metal tray or, or um, a pan, and make it a wall of iron between you and the city of Jerusalem. Basically, the context is there that he had to do these plays in front of the Jewish people, Yechezkel, as a sign of what was coming. So Hashem told him to take this tray, this metal tray, and put it between this little model he made of Jerusalem and him to suggest that the, Jew, the Jewish people and the Jerusalem, which is a representative of Hashem's Shekhinah, his presence, was blocked by an iron sheath. Anybody who davens for long, you know, with quality, not only quantity, his prayer will not be returned empty. Where do we know this? From Moshe. Hashem. I will daven to Hashem. Hashem, listen to me. Also at this time, and this was after the second time Moshe was up for 40 days. So the first filler was for 40 days, and the second filler was also for 40 days. So you see here that he was answered after davening for 40 days, which is a very long time. So the Gemara says, "Ini is the so." Anybody that davens for long. And he looks into it, meaning he expects it to be answered because he davened for so long. So if Bali day cave life, in the end he'll come to a soreness of heart. Why? Shneemar, as the Pasuk says, Tochelet Memushacha Machala Life. Um, so it says, uh, uh, hope that drags on makes the heart sick. Like if you daven for long, you get upset because you think it's going to work out, and it doesn't. And now we just said that if you do daven long, your prayers won't be returned empty-handed. So what's going on here? My tekante. So what should you do? What should you fix it? 
Yasak Batari, you should learn Torah. Shinemar Vaitzhaim Tava Ba'a. Um and uh, the you, but the tree of life is desire that comes. So that's a passage that continues after this. Vain Aitzhaim Ella Torah and when it refers to uh, a living tree, it's referring to Torah. Shinemar Aitzhaim he namachzigimba. Uh, Torah is a tree of life uh, for those that grab onto it. So what we see from this source is that you mustn't daven long because when you daven long, you expect that you're going to be answered. And we just said that when you daven long, you you will be answered. So lokasha, no, there's not a contradiction here. This is where you daven long and you expect yourself to be answered. Whereas the other case where you will be answered is where you Daven long, but you don't expect to be answered. There you'll be answered. Um, just by the way, why do you have to learn Torah if you if you daven long and you weren't answered? Um, because the reason why you probably weren't answered is because you have to work harder in your Talmud Torah. If you see somebody who davens and isn't answered, what must you do? You should go back and daven again. Shneemar, as the Pasuk says, Kaveh al Hashem chazak ve'amatz libecha, hope to Hashem, i.e. daven. Chazak ve'amatz libecha. But if that doesn't work, strengthen yourself and uh, strengthen your heart, v'kaveh al Hashem, and then daven to Hashem again. So if you, unfortunately, if you don't get answered the first time, strengthen your davening, your resolve, and daven uh, again. Tanera bonen, am arba trichim chizuk. From this we see that four things need strengthening. Sorry about sorry about the noise. Tals? Sorry. Uh, sorry, guys. Four things need strengthening. And these are them. Torah umasim toivim. Torah and good deeds. Tfila davening vederchertz. And uh, in this context it's it's an occupation. It's working. Torah umasim toivim. Where do we see that Torah... And good deeds need strengthening. Shneemad the Pasuk says, Rak chazak ve'emats ma'od. You should be strong and courageous. Very. You should be very strong and courageous. Lishmor to God ve'lasot. And to do kochola Torah. Like the whole Torah. The, so the Gemara explains, Chazak ve'Torah. Be strong refers to being strong in Torah. Ve'emats and be courageous ve'masim tovim. That refers to good deeds. So you see from here, from this Pasuk, Rachazak Vematz is be strong in learning and be strong in Masim Tov. Meaning we all need Chizuk, we all need to be pushed um, to learn harder and to do good deeds. Tfilah, uh, Davening, where do you see you need strength in Davening? Minayin, Shinemar, Kavel Hashem, Chazak Vematz, Ibecha, Vakavel Hashem. We saw this Pasuk. You should uh, hope to Hashem and be strong and courageous and hope to Hashem and Daven stronger. Derek Eretz Minayin, where do we see that uh, in a context of having an occupation, you need strength? Shneemar, as the Pazuk says, Chazak v'nit chazek ba'ademeinu. In that context, the, the generals of the Jewish army are giving each other strength and they're saying that we should be strong and courageous in our soldiering, in, with being soldiers. And they extend from that, you know, in any profession that uh, you need to be strong and uh, work hard to do it in the right way and to uh, do it in Hashem, in the way that Hashem wants you to do. So those four things, you need constant effort. It's not going to happen, and really nothing in life happens without constant effort, but it seems especially these four things.
So, okay. Um, the toy mare in the Pasuk says, Tzion azavani Hashem v'ashem shechechani. It says that Tzion, Tzion says, azavani Hashem, Hashem, you have left me, you've forsaken me, and Hashem, you have forgotten me. So what's this double language of Hashem forsaking us and forgetting us? Hainu azuva hainishrucha. Isn't it the same thing? You leaving, leaving Hashem, leaving us, Hashem forgiving us. Amar Lakish. So Reish Lakish says, Amra connects to Yisrael if Nakodesh Baruch The Jewish people say before Hashem, Ribbon Eshaloi lamas universe Adam noise isha al ishtoi. Sorry, guys. Apologies for the noise. Tals, could you please close the kitchen door? Sorry, guys. Apologies. Um, uh, uh, my daughter's just complaining a bit. Okay. Um, uh, if a person gets married, if a man gets married a second time, right? Rishona zoiche mase. Sorry, Adam noise isha al ishtoi. If a woman um, marries. If an if a man marries another woman on oh, like a second wife, Rishoina, uh, the the first wife Zoyche Masa Rishoina, he still remembers the acts of the first wife. Meaning the first wife is a bit upset, obviously, because why does she need he need to take a second wife? Maybe she's done something not pleasing enough to her, for her husband. Nevertheless, the first wife knows that there are times and memories that are very positive that uh, the second that the first wife and the husband remember and, and there's still that love between them here ata azavtani you are you like you even worse hashem because you've exiled us and now we are being subservient to other nations and not you so we've been like shipped out we're not even a second wife we're not we're not a first wife to you we like no longer a wife to you Azavtani, you've you forsaken us. Vishachatani, and you've forgotten us. We're not even like this first wife that you've forsaken, but at least you are not forgetting. We, we've been forsaken, and you're forgetting us. Amalacha Kodesh Baruch So Hashem says to the Jewish people, But you'd bet mazalot barati. Um, I created 12 constellations right in the sky. There are 12 constellations, Berakia. And on each constellation, I made 30 chayil, like soldiers. So each constellation has stars that are in a structure that are the next level to the constellation. And on each of the second level, I've made 30 other level stars. So again, each level has thirty of its of its own like subservient stars. And on even the lowest level stars, Taliti boy, I have Hang on them, shalosh meot v'shishim v'chamisha, three hundred and sixty-five alfei thousands ribo, ten thousands. So we got three hundred and sixty-five thousand ten thousands on each of the lowest level stars. A ribo kochavim, keneged yomot hachama, which corresponds to the days of the solar year. V'kulam, and all of these billions and 
billions of stars, lo barati ele I've, I've only created them for you, the Jewish people, the people of the world. Vat amart azavtani veshachtani, and you say that I've forsaken you and forgotten you. I haven't destroyed the world. You've, unfortunately, you, you, it might seem to you like I've forgotten you, but I haven't. I've still, I look at what all I've done for you. Quite an important idea that we often think about people forgetting us, um, us not being at the forefront of their minds, but when we realize what they've done for us, they really haven't forgotten us at all. Okay, so now the Gemara continues. Hatishkach isha. Uh, if a woman for uh, the passage is atishkach isha ula, um, what does it mean? The the next pasuk, can a woman forsake her child? Hatishkach isha ula. Amar, what does it mean? Amara Kodesh Baruch Hu Hashem says, klumeshkach olot elim. How could I forget? So the first thing he says is I've created all these stars for you, and the second thing he says is how could I forget these olot elim? These, uh, what is Olot Elim? These burnt offerings. Upitre Rachamim. And the, the, the offerings of the opening of the womb. Shekrav Talifanai Bamidbar. That you brought to me in the desert. So in the early, you know, Hashem will never forsaken us. Because we gave him Korbanot very early on. Amr Rafan Avribonichaloilam. So then, so now, so Hashem doesn't forget. And Hashem remembers, right? So Amra Lefanri Bonishaloilam we so we said before Hashem, since there's no forgetfulness in front of your throne, Shema Lotishkahli Masaiko. Maybe you're not gonna forget the golden calf. You know, we want you to forget the bad sins we've done. Amala Gam Aile Tishkahani. This word Aile is uh, this was the words that um, this word Eile was the words that are like a code word for the sin of the golden calf um, um, so it says here I will also forget these this, these are the golden calf one day Hashem so to speak will forgive us for the golden calf in a way forget it forget about it so we, we so the Jewish people say Ribbonah master of the world now that there is forgetfulness in front of your throne, maybe you'll forget the high levels we reached, like at Mount Sinai. Remember, we, the, the Ten Commandments start with Vanoichi. Hashem revealed Himself with this word Vanoichi. So Hashem says, this code word for the Ten Commandments, for the, the giving of the term Mount Sinai, I will not forget. What do these psukim refer to? Where it says, This I will also forget. This is corresponding to the sin of the golden calf. And this that I will not forget. This is the giving of the term Now we're going back to the Mishnah that we quoted a while ago. And that is how the early righteous people, the Hasidim, would uh, sit for an hour before davening the Amidah and sit an hour after davening the Amidah. So now we're going to go slightly into that. The early pious ones would sit for an hour before davening. Where do they get the source? Besides the just logic of preparing yourself to daven, where do they get the source that you should um, 
set you should uh, um, sit for an hour before davening. Amar Rabbi Shoben Levi, Amar Akra, the pasuk says, Asher Yoshvei Vetecha, Od Yalucha Sela. Right? We first sit. Asher, praiseworthy are those that sit in your house and then pray, then daven. So you see that there's importance in preparing and sitting in Hashem's house before you go and daven. From the word Asher Yoshvei Vetecha, and this is also one of the reasons why we say Asher before Mincha as a way of preparing ourselves. Similar to the Chassid Marishonim, it's not an hour, but it's a little bit. And we specifically say Ashrei to remind us how fortunate we are to sit in the house of Hashem and sit and prepare ourselves for the Amidah we are about to say in Mincha. Rabbi Shoben Levi says the one who davens needs to wait an hour after davening. Also, righteous people, Yodushim Lishmecha, they will thank your name. Yeshvu Yesharim et Panecha, they will sit in your presence after thanking your name. So, we again we see the sense of tarrying, of waiting um, um, uh, after they've davened. Tanya Namiak, we see a brighter on this. Hamid Palot Sarch Sheshe, Shaachat Korim Tvlato, Vashaachat Achat Tvilato, Korim Tvilato, Minash Nemar Sheshe Vetecha, Lachat Tvilato, Minan Dichtiv, Ach Tzadikim. So we're going to go slightly a little bit more next time into this Chassidim Rishonim and finish off the Amud. Have a wonderful day. We're about to end our time on Zoom. Shkach for joining us. Please God will have our next year on Thursday. Have a wonderful evening. And, uh, and see you soon, please God. Cheers. Thank you.